Welcome to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page. This is the format called Freedom for the Win, the top three wins for individual liberty and American values. Each Freedom for the Win segment does three things. Number one, it gives us some good news. Number two, it helps us celebrate some wins. And number three, it gives us hope that we can save America from the leftist mob. So let's go. Here are the top freedom wins for the fourth week of April 2023. Win number one, breaking. Cornell announces end of COVID-19 vaccine requirements. Well, you got that right. Cornell University administrators announced the end of COVID-19 immunization requirements in a university-wide email. The policy is scheduled to end on May 20th, the end of the spring semester. And that means that new students, new staff, and faculty will not need to provide proof of vaccination prior to beginning their studies or employment. Cornell students and staff will not have to obtain a medical or religious exemption. Well, this is a big win for freedom over force. No one should be forced or coerced to take a medicine or any treatment, especially under the threat of losing educational or employment opportunities or other everyday freedoms. Because where there's risk, there must also be choice. And no one should be denied that choice if they have any medical or religious reasons. It is the right of every free person to make their own decisions relative to their health, and mandates by governments, schools, or companies are a direct assault on our freedoms. But while this is a win, what's most troubling to me is that no one is willing to admit that the vaccines have been proven to not stop transmission and not stop illness. That's the key truth. And it makes mandates of any kind illogical and immoral. But the good news is this. 70 of the top colleges and universities have ended their mandates. And while there's a few more still to go, this is a great start. And here's what we recommend. Stop giving money to any university that requires this as a condition for enrollment and consider sending your kid to one that supports your values. Big win here. Cornell and the rest of the Ivy League, uh, at least most of the Ivy League, falling into place. Okay, win number two. Over 100 Harvard professors band together to protect free speech, prevent censorship on campus during crisis time. Holy smokes. I almost had to read that two or three times just to believe it. Over 100 Harvard professors and faculty members have banded together to form this new Council on Academic Freedom to protect free speech and prevent censorship on campus. Steve Pinkler, the council's co-founder and Harvard psychology professor, said that the confidence in American higher education is sinking largely because of the impression that universities are repressing differences of opinion. Oh, you don't say. It's been stoked by viral videos of professors being mobbed, cursed, heckled, and silenced, and sometimes even assaulted, and it's vindicated by some alarming numbers. The Harvard professor noted that academic institutions that censor students and faculty will inevitably provide erroneous guidance on vital issues like pandemics, violence, gender, and inequality. Co-president and medical school professor Jeffrey Flyer stated that the Ivy League professors formed this council, which has more than doubled since they, since they began, to create a network of people that could stand up against censorship and protect academic freedoms. And this is what's really troubling to me. A recent survey conducted by the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression 
found that only 27% of Harvard students believe that shouting down a speaker on campus that they disagree with is never acceptable. Only about a quarter of them said it's never acceptable to shout them down. And there have been more than a thousand attempts nationwide to sanction academic professional speech in the last 20 years. Nearly two thirds of those attempts have resulted in sanctions against professors, including 225 terminations. Well, this is a big win and may be a sign that some college professors are willing to stand up for free speech and against censorship and against shouting down dissenting opinions. Here's what we recommend. Call your university that you graduated from or that your kids go to and volunteer to help them set up a council on academic freedom at their institution. This is a big win. Okay, here's win number three. 10 myths told by COVID experts and now debunked. In the past few weeks, a series of analysis published by highly respected researchers have exposed a truth about public health officials during COVID. Much of the time, they were flat wrong. But to be clear, public health officials were not wrong for making recommendations based on what was known at the time. That's understandable. You have to have data, and you've got to go with what you have at the time. No, they were wrong because they refused to change their directives in the face of new evidence. And I think that's what bothered most of us. When a study didn't support their policies, they dismissed it and censored opposing opinions. At the same time, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention weaponized research itself by putting out its own flawed studies in its own non-peer-reviewed medical journal. But in the final analysis, public health officials actively propagated misinformation that ruined lives and forever damaged public trust in the medical profession. I wanted to share with you a couple of ways where public health officials misled Americans. Here's just a few. Misinformation number one. Natural immunity offers little protection compared to vaccinated immunity. Obviously, that's been debunked. Number two, masks prevent COVID transmission. Another one that has been debunked. Number three, school closures reduce COVID transmission. Another one with no correlation. And here's a fourth one. Myocarditis from the vaccine is less common than from the infection. We now know that myocarditis is 6 to 28 times more common after the COVID vaccine than after the infection among 16 to 24-year-old males. What's most amazing about all the misinformation conveyed by the CDC and public health officials is that there have been no apologies for holding on to their recommendations for so long after the data became apparent that they were dead wrong. At a minimum, the CDC should have come clean and the FDA should add a warning label to COVID vaccines, clearly stating what is now known. So there you go. Millions of Americans are waking up to the reality that if they want to preserve freedom in America, they have to take a courageous stand. And when we do this, freedom wins, we all win, and we preserve the greatest nation in the world. I'm Jimmy Page, and this is the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast for the win. 